Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Senior Superlatives. I'm so excited for you to listen to my episode with River. I just wanted to give a brief sensitivity warning as this episode does contain discussions of drug use and depression. So if you're comfortable with that, please enjoy the episode. Have a great week. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Well, if you wanted honesty, that's all you had to say. I never want to let you down. I have you go. It's better off this way for all the dirty looks. The photograph your boyfriend took. Remember when you broke your foot from jumping out the second floor? I'm not okay. I'm not okay. That's my rendition of I'm Not Okay in parentheses, I Promise by the band of all bands, My Chemical Romance. (laughs) The year, my friends, is 2007. Hmm, 2007, what a year. It's the year that Oprah opened her Leadership Academy for Girls in Johannesburg. It is the year that the iPhone debuts, and I know we've talked about this before on the pod in 2007, but huge, 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 huge iPhone. I mean, come on. It is the year when, well, no one really cares about an Aqua Teen Hunger Force marketing guerrilla campaign, now do they? They say that in 2007 is when Britney Spears began her year-long breakdown. Sadly, that same year, Anna Nicole Smith is laid to rest, as I think I've also talked about spoken about before 300 comes out the movie starring Gerard Butler with abs while Regis Philbin goes live again returns to be live with Regis and Kelly what else happened oh Knocked Up came out biggest movie it was huge huge also super bad Oh, I, I fucking, that changed my life. Huge. And Jordan Sparks won American Idol. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan got arrested multiple times in the year 2007. Mm-hmm. Oh, Amy Winehouse sings the blues. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. The View. Whoopi Goldberg joins The View. I remember that. Also big. Big. But... Before I introduce my guest, you know, we got to do hit songs 2007 because I do feel the way that we get into the nostalgic moments of the time are remembering the big songs. So crank that soldier boy. (laughs) Huge. Thanks for the memories. Fallout boy. Party like a rock star. Shop boys. Remember that? The way I are. Timbaland. Stronger by Kanye. Now known as Ye. Apologize. A lot of Timbaland. No one. Alicia Keys. Bartender. T-Pain. Huge year. And you're probably wondering, where were we listening to Cyclone by Baby Bash? 
Wow. We were listening to Baby Bash in Miami. And who are we? We are joined today by the one, the only, River Ramirez. River! Hello! Wow. First of all, this is a very special episode because why? We're recording from Chile. Yeah, we're in Chile right now. We're sitting in an Airbnb and it's really beautiful outside and there's a little porch and it's pretty insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny that here we are kind of at the end of the world the talking the about world. youth nostalgia. Ugh. So, you know, I got to know what were you like? What was going on? You were in Miami. Who were you? What were you wearing? Who were your friends? Mm-hmm. What were you listening to? What was going on in the world of River? Um, Paint well, the picture for us. Okay, okay, okay. So I was a total freak in school. So I'm in high school, <clears throat> 2007. I'm in, I'm a senior. So I'm always in my art class because I did a lot of competitions, like art competitions and. Uh, I just drew all the time. So I was there in that class. I was in choir. It was really big in my life. Cool. So I was in the choir mm, and the band. Um, Did you play an instrument? I played uh, uh, percussion, like uh, marimbas and xylophone and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. Very simple stuff. Um, Xylophone's rare. You don't meet many a xylophone player. Yeah, yeah. I I loved it. It was really cool. How did you get into that? Um, my best friend was an amazing like percussionist and drummer and she wanted to join the drum line and I thought the drum line was really cool too. And so I was like trying really hard to join the drum line but I was like I'm not as good. I'll just do percussion. And I'm like because I still love like the team the like we used to like perform for other schools. So it was like a really amazing feeling to like be part of a band. Yeah, that's that's so cool. Yeah, so I did that for a little bit. I tried out for Drumline, but of course I didn't make it because yeah. Whenever I think of Drumline, I just think of the Nick Cannon movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they were so cool. They were the coolest to me. I was like, fuck, that's so hot. That's so cool. I, I want to do that. But I didn't have the patience or passion so then you pivoted to xylophone pivoted to xylophone so xylophone on my spare time art most of the time and then choir and we would sing at different schools so that was like senior year um yeah that was senior year and i i had i'm in miami i'm living behind the mall of americas my friends are total freaks i'm on drugs also i think yeah. What I'm, drugs? I'm 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 smoking a lot of weed, mm. I'm getting drunk, mm. I'm smoking cigarettes, I'm doing ecstasy, I'm wow. doing acid. We're I'm, living life. I'm I'm like just totally Euphoria vibes. Euphoria vibes. <laughs> yeah, euphoria vibes, but like everyone else was sexual and I was just like extremely not or like I would just like deny that part of myself. So I was always like the weird friend that was always there and always had like running eyeliner and like short black hair. Well, yeah. What was the look? I want to walk Very us goth. through walk us through your style evolution because I kind of want to know freshman. I want to know freshman year through senior year your mm-hmm. style evolution and kind of were you also hanging out with the same crew? Okay. Freshman year. <laughs> 
freshman year, I'm I'm like I'm new. I'm trying to make friends. I had some friends I met in over the summer before high school, um, just like through a summer camp, who were also coming to my school maybe, and they were like two long haired. They were like two long haired Cuban skater girls, and Hot. they were gay. Yeah, they were all gay. I made all these like gay friends, like lesbians. And I was like, I'm not a lesbian. And cause I had a, like a boyfriend over the summer who also I joined into the school and I wanted to go cause he was going. Was your school big? Yeah, it was really big. It was a public school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was big, I think. Um, not like crazy, but. Like was it, were there like a thousand kids in your class or like a few hundred? Or a few thousand. I don't know. Maybe a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like, yeah. Um, I have no idea. Maybe less. Maybe 500. No. Yeah. We'll we'll ballpark it. There were thousands of kids in the school. I know that for sure. So let's just say, let's just say we're looking, let's say, let's cut it even. 750. Okay. Yeah. Like there was no way that you knew everyone in your class's name. No. Right. Like you could probably go out to a party and meet someone who you went to high school with and you could you would have no idea. Yeah. Like you would be like, oh, yeah, I go there, too. Weird. Yeah, I'd be like, where were I mean, maybe. Yeah, I I guess I knew most of the seniors. Yeah, because you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you go up with them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You. But there were always like new people who came in, but then they would make a splash. It was always like, (laughs) whoa, who's that? (laughs) Um, So your freshman year, what were you wearing? What were you dressed like? What was what was going on? My freshman year, I would say I was pretty like goth. So I'm coming in with like long striped socks till Mm. my knees. I'm very hot topic. Yes. I'm wearing little mini skirts. I'm wearing long socks. I'm wearing um, uh, pigtails. Mm. I'm wearing my hair is different colors. I'm I stole from Hot Topic. So I'm wearing a bunch of Hot Topic stuff. Um, I have like rain. I, I got these rainbow things and I didn't know represented gay. Mm-hmm. I just like them. Mm-hmm. So I would wear these rainbow ribbons in my hair. Then lots of eyeliner. Um, yeah, that was that was the look. So kind of like classic goth, like class, classic flirty goth, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then where do we go? Did we evolve out of that? Or yeah. did you, did you, were your friends also fellow goths or were you just like the goth I, friend in the group? So I had, I had a goth friends also. Yeah, a lot of my friends were goth and like um, into metal music. Mm. And so it was my boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. who was bi. Mm-hmm. Everyone was bi also. <laughs> Um, like I had to be scared of him. Like I was scared every time he went away with the band because he was gonna do something. Because you were like, oh, he's he was going like, away with the band, and there he's gonna hook up with his band. Yeah, and he would, and he would, with, and like, he would. T- so you were in a, you were in a relation, you were in an open relationship in high school. No, he would just cheat on you. Yes, sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, it sucked. So I, I guess I stayed with that for a long time. Where anyone I go out with, I'm like, you're gonna do the same thing. You're gonna go and you're gonna kiss someone on the bus. How long were you with him? Um. 
maybe a couple years. Oh, wow. So like a solid chunk of your high school. Solid chunk of high school. Um, yeah. Yeah. But so you were in the goth clique and did the style kind of stay the same throughout? No. So I went from goth to like finding out more emo stuff. There were a lot of like bands in my school. So they were like a lot of really cool, like the cool. Oh, my God. The high, like the older people were. So I go in uh, ninth grade and I see the coolest fucking crew. They look like they're in college. (laughs) (laughs) They're throwing fucking hacky sacks around. They're like dressed and Quicksilver stuff. Whoa. Their, like, bodies are awesome. There's these, like, hot girls that I'm, like, jealous of. Mm-hmm. That I'm, like, they're too hot. <laughs> they're, like, they're, like, so... And everyone's, like, in a band or, or like, friends with people in the bands or, like, an artist mm-hmm. or, like... Or just, like, everyone is, like, really cool. Um, And, like, from different countries. So everyone looks, like was a different form of like a Latin person. Um, And yeah, and then I saw them and then there was this like other group of like druggies that I fucking love. (laughs) There was this girl named Karen who was like horrible, like a horrible person. Everyone would talk about her. And then there was this guy that was in love with her who was like the hottest fucking guy I've ever seen in my life. Hot for like, was he, if you were to see him now, would you still think he was hot? Or was it like a high school specific? Maybe hotness? it was a high school thing. He was kind of like Trent. Okay. From uh Daria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit like that, but no like facial hair or anything. Just kind of like a goth art boy. Basically what I'm what I am trying to be. <laughs> so I saw him, I was like, oh my god. So they had like this romance, and then they had a friend who was just this like random, like this really beautiful, tall girl who had really really short hair and would always wear like a scarf on mm-hmm. her head and she looked like she was dying she looked she would always had like dark circles under her eyes because she was maybe like high or something like, they were so they were the druggies they were yeah. like they, like one one day i sat with that crew because my boyfriend knew them and they gave me my first cigarette and i was like hello you guys oh my god i was like starstruck where did you smoke your first cigarette when was on it, was the it during school yeah wow on the track <laughs> yeah. on like during school hours during lunch oh my god <laughs> do you remember what kind of cigarette it was like a marlboro or something i remember the first cigarette i ever smoked vividly yeah i was like whoa did you like it did you inhale or did they like I couldn't smoke for a long time I was like ew this is weird but I I was like I'm gonna fucking do it and then I taught I was like taught myself to smoke I was like I'm gonna do this more I'm this is gonna be my thing (laughs) and so I practiced like the hand motions Mm -hmm. because I used to be so awkward with it um like I'm like they smoke I gotta smoke yeah they look so cool yeah, um, I also thought smoking was so fucking cool, and I started. I was like, I want to die. Yeah, <laughs> I started smoking cigarettes fully in middle school. What? Yes, because well, my mom smoked, and my friends, you know, in DC, not dissimilar necessarily from what you're saying, but in DC, there are so many different types of people from all over the world. Mm. One of my best friends just so happened to be from Holland, mm-hmm. and. 
and her whole family smoked cigarettes and her brother was like oh I, if, this is probably not true mm-hmm. but it felt like he was openly smoking cigarettes in front of his family when he was like 15 what and i don't think that was true but i remember seeing him and being like whoa that's so cool and then Lillian and I stole a cigarette either from her dad or her brother Mm -hmm. and split it like in the in her underneath uh-huh. like in her basement uh-huh. but like outside uh-huh. like un- in like a crawl space almost uh-huh. and we split the cigarette and it was a I can never pronounce it like it was a Jarum DJ Jarum Jarum you know like they made they made cloves uh-huh. they also made cigarettes uh-huh. and that's what my first cigarette was wow and I remember then she would steal so she would hoard cigarettes for us to smoke and she would keep them in a Minnie Mouse band-aid case wow (laughs) I had a friend that always had like the weed the cigarettes yeah the drinks and we're still friends I'm still friends with my high like my close crew from high school that's so nice yeah it's really funny because it's like we're all still the same yeah like when I go to Miami I'm like Let's well only with with one friend. I'm like, where's the weed? Where's the wine, dude? Give it. Yeah, I'm bored. Yeah, but she's gone now, and she's like married, but she's really cool. She's still living like that kind of, like she was the one who introduced me to everything. Like one week, every week would be like her being like, you want to try weed, and then me being like, I don't think that I would like to try weed. <laughs> and then a, me a week later being like so you do you have any <laughs> and then trying it and then the next week she was like you want to try ecstasy and I was like oh my god absolutely not a week later um I would be down for that did Coke, you have acid. good experiences because it's very rare you are one of the few people that have been on my show thus far that has had like real drug experience in high school, uh-huh. which I always felt was kind of like par for the course of high school. Yeah, I thought that's what you do. Yeah, but turns out a lot of people are fucking squares. Okay, I know. I'm like I was. I did coke in the back of my English class when the teacher was there. What? Yeah, there was a coke. There was this coke. Um, dealer in my class. What year? What year are we in high school? Oh, now we're maybe in like tenth or eleventh grade. Okay, maybe ten. I think tenth. So we're like we're getting up. We're going. We're in a the- little different. Oh, we have uniforms, so it's oh, it's um no, we're in like eleventh grade. Okay, did your school change to uniforms? We did, and it kind of like felt trapped after that. Well, because. Like identity expression is so rooted, especially at a. I mean, it's still. We all still put try to make it our thing. What would you do? Like, well, we look to the cool kids. So the cool kids who I saw like with hacky set with just like hanging out, playing music in the bands, looking really hot. Um, they would just wear hot versions of the uniform. Mm. So sometimes people would just buy their own types of khaki pants, their own type right. of polo, more form-fitting. Sure. And then put jewelry in, like, different socks. And you could still do your eyeliner. Yeah, I could still do my eyeliner. So you could still express yourself. Right. Kind of. In, like, a restricted, within Very, yeah. within the boundaries of the uniform. Yeah, yeah. So you were in class in 11th grade and you tried Coke for the first time? 
So th- there was a Coke dealer who had a crush on me and I thought he was really gross. I was like, oh, just like Iwa. And he, <laughs> and he would always bother me. And I and I was always like this. So I didn't understand why he wanted my attention. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I was like, fuck you, you're gross, get out. And he he liked that. Mm. And he kept like, he's like, I think you're so beautiful. Like, damn, like, yeah, I know you don't like me, but well, and I'm and just like a really, I don't know, gross guy. And he was like, you want some Coke? And I was like, no. So I said no so many times. And then one day I was like, well, I've never tried Coke. I could try it. And I was like, yeah, as long as I don't owe you anything. <laughs> Whoa. So then he's like, yeah, 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 try it. And then I tried it in the back of class and I was really happy for a second and felt the drip. And then I was like, and then I was like overly social during lunch. And then I was like, hmm, okay, I tried it once. I don't think I want to do that again. Although later I did an eight ball with my friends. It's It, it came up afterwards, like a few times, but I never, I was like made a thing to be like, not this but then you you did it again later in high school later yeah how did you know how did you do like a key bump of it in Mm. in class like how did you know how to do it movies yeah he told me what to do i used a dollar that's so i used it on my desk what yeah Oh my god! I can't imagine because because I I always had the trust of the teachers, so they always felt like I was good. Were you a good student? Yeah, yeah, I was good. I was just always like high. That's so funny. I was always high too, but I was a bad student. <laughs> yeah, I I was very outspoken in class and like really, and sometimes I was like rolling still or like on drugs in class and being like. Being like, yes, like in Beowulf. <laughs> <laughs> like really like making a point. Yeah. Just being like, I really understand the trajectory of, you know, I didn't understand at first, like the uh, Shakespearean language, but now I'm really getting like, <laughs> I'm feeling it. Like what he's saying, he's talking about the depths of emotions here in Beowulf. <laughs> That's so funny. And it's like... <laughs> The first time you did ecstasy, was it also at school or was it like on a weekend at a party? Mm. The first time I did ecstasy, maybe it was. Oh, my God. The first time I did ecstasy was in the back of a car on the way to Miami Beach listening to Radiohead for the first time. Wow. Which album? Not for the first time, but listening to Radiohead, hanging out with like 21 year olds that I worked at Carvel with. Whoa. Okay, so you had a job in high school. I had a job. And you worked at Carvel Creamery. (laughs) I love Carvel. I love Carvel Cake. Yeah. When did you start working there? When I was 16. And were you a scooper? Yes. And so my hands would freeze, so it would hurt. So I'd be like, do I have to? I, I would always be like, are you sure you don't want a frozen yogurt? <laughs> Try and sell really them on pushing, something. Pushing other stuff so I didn't have to scoop. That's really funny. Did yeah. you eat a lot of ice cream when you went there? I did. There? I did. I gained weight. I would take a lot and they were like, you can't take that much. And you're like, shut up. Yeah. And then they would be like, if you make a wrong one, you can put it in the fridge. And then like at the end of the day, take it. So sometimes I would just pretend to make wrong ones so I could take them home. Smart. 
Yeah. And I'd be like, I brought ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to get into like your quintessential high school story because mm. I feel like I could ask you a million and one questions because this is not the image that I had in my head. Really? I don't know. I think I always the the clothing and like the vibe going from like goth to emo. Oh, was there any other style evolution after emo or were you kind of just like in the emo phase until you were a senior? Emo and then like artsy, I guess. Did you ever do like power clashing? What's that? That's when you wear like plaid and like houndstooth at the same no, time. I hated that. Like Sarah Squirm is a no, power no, no, no. a power clasher. I never I always wore black hoodies. I ended up like in jeans, jeans and a black hoodie looking like an emo boy, basically, was my my big inspiration for the rest of high school was like Adam Lazara from Taking Back Sunday. Love. And the red, I need to know, I need you to elaborate briefly before I get into your story on the red eyeshadow. Oh, did I say here? You, what, it, right before we started, you were telling me. Okay. Yeah, I so I love Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. So hot. So hot. Oh my god, I loved him. I was like in love. I was like, this is the hottest person I've ever seen. And he looks like a girl. This is great. Um, like he looks like Christina Ricci. So I had his poster up on my wall and um he had red eyed eyeshadow under his um eyelid, like in the bottom lower. What do you call lower this? lid? Lower like, lid. yeah, your lower lid. Um, and I copied it because I wanted to be him. I was attracted to him. It was like every. I was like, whoa! I saw, like, I was like, I want to be that. And also, like, that's so hot. Um, so I wore that to school all the time. Yeah, and then people thought it was sick, and I loved that. Yeah, because it became it, like your signature to look sick yeah. love did you have any idea in school that you like did you just think you were straight what was the vibe <laughs> because you even though you hung out with every all the bisexual people did you like know in your heart of hearts or was it something that you just didn't really even think about it's something I didn't really think about I would have these like kind of obsessions a bit of like certain girls in my classes um but I didn't know it was that I thought I was straight because I also am attracted to men right I'm attracted to like everything right I'm just attracted to like I mean I guess I'm not attracted to like cis straight men much um I'm attracted to when I can see all of it in mm -hmm. one person, um, which I saw in Gerard Way. Yeah. Which I love. Which we still see in Gerard Way. Yeah, which we still see in Gerard <laughs> Way. That was a really big, like, formative thing for me. Um, but, yeah, I forget where I where I am now. Okay, now we can just fully go. I want to hear your story. When I brought up that I had a story, you, like, kind of immediately, or that you that I wanted to hear a story, you kind of immediately were like, oh, I have one. And I want to hear your high school story. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. I, well, I was thinking of drugs because you brought that up. And I'm like, I guess the most formative time for me was the first day. I think it was the 
first day I did Mean Ecstasy, which was in the back of the car. And I, wait, I'm like, hmm, is that the one? You can say any story you want. Damn. Okay, form formative in what sense? Just like a time... I don't know. Something that interests me in doing this podcast is I am in the camp where I think that a lot of what happened to us between the ages of like 14 and 18 is Uh like very imprinting in many ways on the person that we are now. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be like a heavy. It can be a heavy story. It can be a funny story. It can be anything that you think was like just very emblematic of that time for you. Um, So many things emblematic of that time or just something that sticks out in your head where you're like whoa yeah I mean the the first time I did ecstasy I would say like my whole journey with ecstasy and 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 drugs like all all that because I would also go to church rolling sometimes still rolling I would sneak out of home to do ecstasy on the beach with my friends come back on the bus um would be like Sunday or something and then enter my home and sometimes my family was wide awake and I was like I was just upstairs at her at my friend's house was your family religious yeah yeah so my mom's very Christian so then and then sometimes I would come back and my mom would be like let's go to church and I'd be like no please dear God no and then I would go and I would still be rolling like clenching my teeth and like (laughs) and like (laughs) crossing my eyes and like trying to like stop it and also like the but the music would sound really good and I was like oh father you're my everything I can't live without you my lord yes (laughs) so I was like because the bands were really good um, and I love music yeah and when you're rolling and you're at church that's kind of the vibe yeah did you were you ever religious in high school I was really I really believed in God yeah wow at some at, at like towards the end and and to also when I got like when I said I'm like oh I'm gonna go clean I'm not gonna do drugs anymore when did that happen like senior year did you become straight edge not straight edge, but I just kind of like stopped because like my friend group was starting. Everyone was tr- starting to get more into stuff and sleeping around and like just being super messy. And I was like, oh, I, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Like, I don't want to be a part of those moments with them anymore. Yeah, I had a similar feeling with some friends of mine in high school where like I think did you ever feel like unsafe not in the sense of like something that you would like die or something Mm. like that I just remember I would have these moments where I would be with people and like drugs started becoming more intense and like Mm. the energy started to get more heavy and I would have these really intense feelings of like not feeling safe yeah um yeah, I mean, I I felt safe with my friends though, with my friend group. Um, I didn't feel unsafe. There was one friend who like, it was this guy that I went out with after like my first love. Um, and it your was, first love, who was the bisexual band yeah, yeah, person? Okay, no, yeah, yeah, bisexual band person who now has tattoos all over his face. Um, 
I went out with his best friend afterwards. Out of spite? I mean, it was like he was giving me a lot of attention. I thought he was really cute. We would all hang out. Like, there was a group of us that would hang out. And I was like, oh, I can can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I really liked him, but I didn't know the concept of rebound yet. Mm. So it, it was like those feelings were still, were like... Yeah, so that was my first rebound. But I was always very innocent, like, when I wasn't stuff with people. Yeah. It was always, like, kissing and, like, ooh, blue, 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 letters. That's and, sweet. And, like, makeouts. So that's how I was. And then when you decided to stop doing drugs, then you did you, like, turn to church and, like, God? How did you decide to start believing... Or not decide to. What made you kind of like start believing in God in a more real way when you were a senior? Well, no, it was a moment where I was I was in a <laughs> where I was in a motel. Drugs had led me to a motel with all of my friends. We're sixteen, and there's like twenty something year old guys with us, or like one and one guy with that like graduated school. Want- there's always that fucker yeah so there's like that and they're they're all like wanting to hook up with my friends and i'm i'm the freak i'm the sexless freak mm-hmm. that draws all the time and makes weird voices and everyone tells to like hey calm down <laughs> so um i'm there and i'm high as shit um on e no i'm on acid and then they t- take out e and they broke it up into a bunch of lines and we're in this like sex hotel basically like and there's like a bathroom and there's a bed whatever and i'm and there's lights so i'm in the corner with the lights tripping on the lights um and then i go to take another uh sniff of the e and during that moment, I was like, if my mom were to see this, she would be so sad. Mm. This is not like, I'm like, this is going to be the last time. This is not, I'm like, oh, th- like, what, what am I, what am I doing? Right. Um, yeah, I wasn't proud of myself. So after that, I, after that, I went with my friends to the beach. They were going to do E. And when I got there and saw everybody while being sober, so instead I started taking care of them when they were on E. And I was like, it was the first time I said, like, no, I don't want, I don't think I want any. And I was starting to have nightmares of the guilt um, of, like, doing all these drugs and sneaking out and, like, my parents not knowing and... um. Yeah, so I just wanted to be, like, better Mm -hmm. um, than that. Yeah. I remember I had that. This It's so, like, funny when you talk to someone (laughs) where you feel like... Where you feel like you might have had very different experiences, but like I've had so many similar experiences of being, like, being in situations and feeling, like, shame almost yeah. of being like wow if my mother were to see me like doing this shit in this place and I have one very vivid 
memory of being at it because hardcore music was really big in DC in Miami too I was all about it yeah Yeah. like I was at this hardcore show Mm -hmm. with one of my best friends who's still one of my best friends to this day Kenzie and it was at a house in DC and like it was at a house where like no one knew what this house was Mm -hmm. like in my mind it could have just been a completely abandoned house Mm. but who knows and I think we were like fucked up when we got there but I just remember being there and the house was fucking destroyed like holes all over the walls spray paint all over the walls like the fucking like anarchy symbol like everywhere I went into houses like that to smoke yeah and I remember people doing lines off of the back of a CD like it was just and then but it was also weird because it was when the crossover happened where like not everyone that was in the hardcore scene was straight edge anymore Mm. and like people were getting fucked up right and I remember we go back into the room where the band was playing Mm. frankly terrible music Uh And I saw some guy like pop his head, like moshing so aggressively, pop his head through the wall, looked out, was like gushing blood. And that's when I like snapped the fuck out of it and was like, if my mother knew that this is where I was, (laughs) like high out of my fucking mind in like an anarchy graffiti room with a dude that's bleeding from the head, like... She would fucking die. And I like looked around and I also was like, are all of you guys like 25? Yeah, yeah. We were, it was like adult men around. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I'm fully like 16 years old. And we're like, give us the drugs. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, straight up would buy pot from this guy who graduated from like American University and was fucking 25 years old yeah he would wear a a barbie hat and scoot around on a scooter in bethesda but that's another story but (laughs) that for me was an experience where i was like oh no no and then i had to just like kind of peel back from all of it yeah yeah same same yeah i was like i want to go to well also my friends didn't graduate a lot of my friends didn't graduate and I was like, I want to graduate. I want to move on. I'm like, I, we would talk about moving to New York, like all as a fantasy. Like, let's all, we're all going to move to New York. It's going to be so amazing. Uh, we're just going to be there. We're going to open, we're just going to open drawers of weed and just like chill and like be best friends forever and like fuck off. And I can still have a crush on my friend who's like yeah. part of the crew and it'll always be an option. Um, Did you? But they didn't graduate and... And you were like, fuck that, I need to graduate. Some became drug, some like, well, one became like a druggie and, and I don't know where he is now. I, I think he's better and he, he was like a great person. Um, and then there were like weird friend dramas and people not graduating. And then I was like alone in school and I was like, oh damn, like I gotta get my shit together. So then you started to seriously believe in God. Yeah, I guess so. I got really into God. I got really into God more in um, uh, community college. So your senior year, when you mean that you got into God, would you start like actively going to church with your mom, not on ecstasy? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but then I started to feel like... 
But then something inside of me all the time was like, I'm feeling sad at church. There's something sad about this. There's something deeply like makes me angry and um, sad to be here to see sad to see and and then I started doubting it again but there was like there was like a girl in uh, one of my like around who was a, like an emo screamo person mm-hmm. like one of the like cool ones mm-hmm. and she was really Christian and she would go to this church and I really admired how openly faithful she was yeah at like to be in like that scene mm-hmm. and then to be like I really believe in God and I like, yeah, I can be this way, the way that I am. And I can also like believe in God and have faith and stuff and, and be cool about it. Um, and still have friends who like don't believe the same things. And, um, and also at that, at that time there was under oath. What's that? Under oath was a screamo band that was Christian. Wow. It was really cool that I, I really loved. So I was like, okay, so you could still enjoy music. Mm-hmm. You could still have had a rough pass. Mm-hmm. You can still like, you know, be you and have faith. And so I, yeah, I started believing more. Um, but I, I also was a virgin for a long time. So mm. that was also a big big part of it did you want to have sex in high school or were you or did you just feel that feeling of like sexlessness that you described I felt like it wasn't important Mm. I was like I don't need to do that right now I'm I don't know yeah um I mean that's really brave because I think that so much but I was also scared right yeah because everyone told me it hurt Mm. And so I imagined an unbearable pain <laughs> Like a crazy I was like no way I couldn't even stick a tampon up my Really? Yeah I had pro- Like I had like a mental block with my vagina Like all th- I was like I don't I never fingered myself I was like I don't know what's in there But I was like a, also, I don't know what's in there <laughs> Yeah I don't know what's in there But I was like a Like chronic masturbator So there was like I was so horny Right So horny So you would masturbate all the time But you would never put You would never insert anything Into your vagina No Wow But when you masturbated It was just like What like Like you just like Rub your clit Yeah And then you figured it out Yeah Wow I was so curious to stick my fingers in my own vagina. Wow. I just was Mine like... Mine was clo- all closed up. I was like, I gotta know what's in this fucker. I gotta know I what's was like, I do not want to know <laughs> what's in there. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Oh, my God. 
Is that the sound of a door knock that I hear? Why, yes, it is. We're now in the school guidance counselor's office. Oh, my God. Can you believe? Hi. And guess what? (laughs) I'm your guidance counselor. In this segment, River, we like to kind of rewrite the past. Wow. Or we get to use this as a time to release this. I feel like like you are the kind of person that will really take advantage of this because I always say to people like, you know, you can use this time however you want. If you want to heal... a, a past trauma doesn't trauma is a very loaded word but it doesn't need to be you know it can be as heavy or as right, light right. if you want to say if you want to get some get some things off your chest to someone if you want to say fuck you to someone mm, if you want to apologize mm. to someone this is just your time to come in and be like you know what looking back like here's how I want to rewrite the the past yeah do you have a moment like that or a person like that that you would like to use this time for um yeah yeah hmm how to rewrite the past i would like to it could even be to yourself as well we've had some people do that too oh wow okay well, no, I would like to apologize to the girl that I threw piss on. What? I threw, I, I, I was really fucked up. I love how I was like, <laughs> I was like, it could be anything you want. <laughs> well, okay, I was really fucked up in high school. Okay, and there's a couple people I need to apologize to, actually. Um, I was really fucked up in high school because I was so in pain. Um, and suicidal and like I would choke myself out and stuff like I really hated myself and uh, and I hated going home had a hard time at home Um, so when I went to school I kind of like turned into a like a prankster like this joker kind of like silly person who might do something just might do something to make you uncomfortable and to laugh to make like other a people class laugh. Clown. Class clown, but like more uh, risky. Yeah. So um, one day I thought it would be really funny if my friend needed to pee and I had a milk carton. I was like, pee in this milk carton so I can go around and offer this milk to someone and see if they take it. And we'll put the straw in it. I'll just be like, I started drinking this chocolate milk because chocolate milk was a big commodity then. Yeah, very, it's delicious. Delicious. So. Um, I was like, yeah, and then we'll give it to somebody. Um, And then we tried to give it to people and people were like, you're like pranking us or something like you're going to because we know you. Right. They were like onto it. Um, And then eventually no one did it. And we were running around the school. We're like, where do we put this? And there was we were in the bathroom. We're like laughing. Haha. We're laughing and we're throwing like (laughs) at the time I was throwing globs of paper, like paper with water like in up to the walls and like into people's stalls and stuff while they were peeing not knowing who was there just like running in and running out mm-hmm. I thought it was really funny um and so did my friends and but then I took it too far and I threw in the the milk the pea carton, carton the pea carton and we heard this person inside go oh my god and we ran and me and my friend did it. We both did it. Like, we did it together. So I wasn't the only one. But then afterwards, we were like, that was, for me, still to this day, I think about that. And I'm like, that was so shitty. Why did I, like, I had no empathy um, 
that was like or like I, I couldn't relate to people or connect to people so I treated them um like a joke mm-hmm. uh and it was very easy for me to to do that to like pretend like I'm like I, I'm so alone so you're not like me right um we're not connected mm-hmm. so yeah I regret that I regret this person who I used to jump on their book bag because the book bag looked like a saddle <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean like they had a huge book they were a nerd and they had all these books oh they were a nerd and a lesbian and I feel bad. I'm like, and and we like this person would also like laugh at me, all me and my friends jokes, but we would pick on them also. But then they would like love what we were saying and joking about. That was like the way we won people over. Like even if we were shitty, mm-hmm. like people would be like, you guys are crazy. And then but then I, we would make them laugh and it would be fine. So oh, I'm like, my God, there's so much here. <laughs> no, I mean, it's so interesting. I think it's like nice to get it off for me, at least. It's like those feelings of being a teenager and like feeling so lonely. Yeah. Like I felt that way all the time. And yeah. I think everyone felt lonely in their own way because trying to figure out who you are when everyone is trying to figure out who they are. I mean, we're always trying to figure out who yeah. we are. But like really in this crazy time, it's really intense. Mm. And we don't have, as teenagers, the emotional, frankly, maturity mm. and or vernacular mm. to even express what that feeling is. Yeah. So we do things like you're saying that now you're like wow that sucks that I did that yeah but at the time it's like to kind of just how you were dealing with expressing yourself or yeah. like feeling seen or having friends or connecting to people and yeah. like it's sometimes it sucks <laughs> it sucks yeah I do I do regret that that's like a big one and but that was at the time I was like doing drugs and like kind of like super like away from myself like really I just spent a whole a lot of my life I spent out of body Mm -hmm. like an out of body I was like nothing's real right I'm like I could do anything Mm, yeah and then I started being like uh wait no (laughs) not that right well as your guidance counselor, I'm here to let you know that I am releasing you of oh. those things, which I know is exactly what you needed. Thank you. Is <laughs> me, me to release you. <laughs> Thank you for releasing me. I don't know. I do think that it's the something that I like about this show. Obviously, it's my fucking show and I can talk about whatever I want. It is the collective realization that all of us were going through some similar shit, even though we were so fucking different or yeah, or could have hated each other in high school or could be yeah. best friends with each other in high school. Yeah. Like, 
everyone was a little shit yeah. in one way or another. Yeah. Whether or not you threw a fucking carton of piss on someone. By the way, like that never happened to me. But you know what did happen to me? People treating me like fucking garbage in other ways. People treated me like garbage too. I only yeah. became a bully because people were bullying me and people were really mean. For sure. People would call me a lesbian like in the middle of class, like loudly. And I'd be like, no, I'm not. <laughs> it's yeah it's again it's so much of being a teenager is is survival and like reaction yeah and then we make we base our decisions most of the time based on fear like yeah. n- half of the time the decisions that we make are not for us yeah and like it's purely because of how we want people to view us right. or because we feel like we need to be a certain way because we are scared of something whatever that may be a parent a friend a teacher ourselves whatever yeah wow (sighs) what um what advice would you give your high school self now oh i would give my i tell my high school self um you'll get over feeling like you want to die you, and you're going to feel so cool and so hot. <laughs> That's so nice. Yeah, because I felt so ugly, so stupid. So I was so low. And I and I didn't really see my, yeah, I was, uh, my self. Like you didn't see you... But that's so interesting because you say you were a good student and you were like active. Yeah. I think it's interesting to see people that were active in pockets of their school mm-hmm. like competitive art mm-hmm. crazy xylophone in the band but then I, crazy. But yeah I, then I ended up in I had to do night school at some mm. point because I was I was failing yeah so I was doing drugs yeah so it was night in night school and even in night school I was still like showing up rolling <laughs> or yeah like ecstasy was a big deal for you yeah, because I well, what I did with drugs and I did acid a few times too. What I did with drugs was just <laughs> this is gonna sound insane. What I wanted to do because I was really into the beat poets mm-hmm. and I wanted to be like them. Sure. What I loved to do was to try to get high in some way. Oh, bars. Do you remember bars mm-hmm. like the pill? Like Zanny bars. I guess so. The one that made you like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that too, just whatever I could get in my body, I love to try to still stay grounded in that insanity. And I was like training my brain throughout when I was doing drugs. I was like, oh, I'm going to try to see how I, it, I can like hold on to reality while still like tripping and see if I can hold, um, yeah, hold this sober reality while I'm tripping and like what that would do. So a way to like expand my mind. Yeah, like you were really seeking something in doing drugs. You weren't just like being like, oh, ha ha, I want to be like a fuck face. You were actually like going, taking drugs to in pursuit of expansion. Yeah, I was. but then, yeah, sometimes I would just, like, you know, get high. There were, like, really embarrassing moments where I got, like, too... I did too much ecstasy, and it was, like, I was a fool. Completely, mm-hmm. like, was on top of a f- boy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, I don't even want... I remember it was, like, my friend, and then I'm, I'm like, on top of him because I know he likes me. And then I... 
um, which I want to apologize to him too. And then I was like kind of teasing to like kiss and then he started to and I was like, oh, no, 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 actually. I got really sober very quickly. I was mm-hmm. like, actually, no, I think that's like not not good. That's a mistake. Sorry. Um, and I was like, God, I was like such an idiot. Like I just lost control. I did shit like that. But I was like, I was like hypersexual in high school mm-hmm. and especially like toward the end, even though I had boyfriends, I was like still very actually, no, my sophomore year, I was really hypersexual too. whatever. All to say is I was not. So I was like, <gasps> yeah, the only thing that I've been like holding. Yeah. Now you're like teasing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, dogs. who is that? Yeah. No, that's not me. It's like a different creature came out. No, I was like, no, I, though, would watch so much. I, too, was also like perpetually, like unquenchably horny Mm, mm -hmm. and probably like addicted to porn at some point (laughs) where I was just watching like so much porn or I would like love to watch the L word or like (laughs) or like boogie nights like stuff with like so much like sex and drug use and like whatever just like like rocking back and forth in my chair watching it (laughs) and I just remember like when I get cringy <laughs> about my like fucked up like drunk high yeah. moments it was always me like I remember the first time I hooked up with my senior year of high school boyfriend mm-hmm. I vividly remember we were at this kid's house you know there was always the kid that had parties like the yeah. party house yeah we're at his house and I remember I like straddled him and I remember the whole thing just felt in my mind so performative now where I was like doing what I thought was really hot and like trying to like bite his lip or like something like that that now makes me want to die yeah yeah but in the moment i was like well this is how this is how you gotta be hot this is how all the girls are hot by straddling their boyfriends like oh gross 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 but yeah it's it's that feeling of looking back and being like what the fuck were you doing yeah yeah it's so crazy so crazy. i had a my first boyfriend uh uh one day after we oh wait he broke up with me through email no i was i was actually so i showed up to school one day how and how he broke up with you i i showed up to school one day and i didn't find him anywhere i couldn't find him he he didn't come to hang out with me he and i had no idea and, and then everybody in school was like i'm so sorry what and everybody all my friends were like i'm so sorry for what happened to you and i was like what happened and they're like they're like check your email they're like oh pedro said he like broke up with you <gasps> so i i was like <gasps> and i'm still i still feel that like i still feel that way it was so embarrassing everyone knew people felt sorry for me i had to do a whole day of school feeling like uh, uh, so vulnerable crying oh my god I hate that feeling couldn't he, find him anywhere did he skip school that day or was he just avoiding I, you he was avoiding me and then I go home and I open the email no and I'm dying he like 
calls me a prude in the email. It's like caps lock prude. And then in the end, it's like, but I'll still love you. <laughs> Should I name this episode caps lock prude? Yeah, caps lock prude. <laughs> Damn, that's my biggest fear is that people are like, prude, bitch. No. You prude ass bitch. And I I'm like, think oh. it's way, co- I think in hindsight, it's way cooler to be a prude in high school than it is to be me, where I was like also known as like, the girl that like sucked dick and fucked like my, that also my, sucks my friends were like that and i was like oh what's wrong with me that i can't do that but now you're out you're out here oh yeah i would tell my high school self like you're gonna like fuck and yeah. you're and you're gonna like it's gonna be so cool you don't even know i felt like an incel yeah and i, I used yeah. i was like an incel like if i was a guy i would have been an incel you would have been on the forums yeah you would have been were you were you a chat room person oh yeah yeah oh yeah a lot of my life was in chat rooms i feel like you would have been really good in a chat room yeah that's i'm still it's like all the things that how I developed in high school are exactly the way that I am now like I'm like I still like I chat on Instagram all the time to people as if it's a chat room right talking about art talking about whatever I'm like art still, music whatever art, it music is. love your stuff hey right. we should meet up right um let's meet for coffee but that's like a really beautiful thing that I think is nice that existed really like for our generation mm that I wonder if it still exists that way now. I think it's really cool when people Snapchat. still... Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat. Yeah. I think it's really cool when people have like a chat room way live about journal. them. Oh, LiveJournal was huge. Were you popping on LiveJournal? Were you popping on MySpace? I wasn't popping at all. I was like lame. I but were so you live journaling actively? I was live journaling like poetry and Beautiful. like sad things. Basically, I am the same. Like... <laughs> I'm like, yeah, the live journal has turned into my art Instagram. <laughs> like my MySpace is my art Instagram for business, which means like, hey, I'm here. Right. I, I'm, I was Lorelai at the time. So I'm like, I'm Lorelai at school. You know me right. from here. Let's add each other. I've seen you around. Right. You know, I think a new question that I want to start asking moving forward is, do you think the person you are in high school is similar to the person you are now? Um. Yeah, yeah, very much. I feel like I'm uh I was thinking about that recently cuz I'm I just started feeling like really good like myself again, mm-hmm. myself myself completely cuz sometimes I can like hide parts of myself really well if I don't want people to know stuff. But now I'm like, oh, I'm I'm just like I was in high school except like better. Mm-hmm. Like more put together mm-hmm. um, Style evolution Yeah style evolution But still like technically Technically the same Like I had short mm-hmm. hair color. I had short colored hair I wore a lot of black hoodies mm-hmm. um, Yeah and But I used to like try to wear makeup But I was always like really comfortable Like looking like a I always wanted to look like a hot boy Mm-hmm um, and now I'm like, oh, and that's like what I'm still trying to do. Yeah. And I also think that now you have more clarity about your identity. Yeah. And like gender and stuff. I didn't know shit about that. I felt like a freak. Right. I was like, I don't know if I'm like, why do I look so bad when I try to be a woman? Right. Like, why, and why do I feel like 
weird like I, I was like in like the only style I was like well I guess what the most thing that looks right on me is either like t-shirts and jeans hoodies or I dress like a 40 year old Italian woman and I wear a scarf. <laughs> so I started wear, I started dressing like a 40 year old Italian woman in community college. I'd wear like a scarf, a cardigan, like oh, shitty. The style was like so bad. I need to see pics. It's really you bad. You gotta hit me with some pics. It's really bad. Well, now the style is fully on point, living in your gorgeous light. Yes. And that's the, we love, we love a happy ending. It's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. It's fun to like reflect and think about it. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to grow. Yeah. Um, I feel like I could talk to you for 900 hours. Mm -hmm. Like I have so many questions about the live journal. I have so many questions about what yeah. the poetry was. Yeah. I have so many questions about the art. Like was the art that you were making similar to the art you were make you make now? I mean, it was weird. It was, it was weird, but it was more like graffiti inspired. Wow. Cause I was big at the time. Graffiti art, like gal uh, artists, graffiti artists inside of galleries was big at the time. Yeah. So I, also I feel like yeah. that was like the big a big rise of like Banksy yes. and like yeah, yeah, Shepherd yeah, yeah. Fairy. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were like and skate culture. Miami yeah. has very big skate culture. All the guys around us were skaters. Tagging. Girls that I the girls that I hung out with were skaters. Yeah. It was like that's such a big part. Skirt skate and surf and bands and you know, cool. Sounds like a dream. But it wasn't. It was. <laughs> I felt so bad all the time. Yeah. I hated myself, which sucks. I'm like, oh, it was probably like, because I, I was like, oh, it was probably like hot. Yeah, and I didn't realize it. <sighs> if only we could go back. If I could go back in time, I'd say, Greta, don't wear cap sleeves. They don't look good on you. Yeah, I'd be like, go kiss a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, finally, and I know that before, when we were off air, you told me that you didn't have a senior superlative. So yeah. I must know what did, well, the two things that I want to end with. One, do you think that, like, what do you think your friends thought that you would like most likely to be or most likely to become or what do you think they would have said then? I think an artist. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I... But I was also, like, funny, mm. so... But weird. Mm. So kind of... I remember one time one of my friends saying she was talking to, like, an ex of mine, and then she mentioned my name, and he was like, I really like them. They're, like, really cool. They're really so weird. Why are they so weird? Everyone was just like, you're, like, doing your own thing. So... That's what people thought. Most likely to do their own thing. Most likely to do their own <laughs> thing, yeah. And I guess fi the final question is, because we don't have a proper superlative, was there a quote or a song lyric or any kind of idiom you would write on like a live journal or a MySpace or like an AIM away message or something of that sort? Were you a quote person or a lyric person? I, I was not a quote person. No. No, lyrics, oh yeah. Is there a lyric that like really still sticks with you from that time that meant a lot to you then? Mm. And it's okay if there's not. 
I have no idea. Um, I'm like trying to think of probably something from brand new or brand new. Yeah, because I used to listen to them like laying down thinking about my crushes hurting mm-hmm. just like hours and hours of brand new and like uh fucking jimmy eat world oh yeah uh like so romantic just so like oh but so painful yeah still i'm there yeah. <laughs> like still i'm like living in that one day i was like do i like that because i'm like literally always there <laughs> The one, a quote that I used to like low key to myself uh-huh. always like love. And I think at one point in time, it might have been my like, <laughs> it might have been somewhere on my MySpace or something. But it was that Incubix lyric. Oh my God, I loved Incubix. It was, um, <laughs> the ocean looks like a thousand diamonds strewn across the blue blanket. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, and then it goes, and in this moment, I'm happy. Yeah. And that was like a real, I used to be like, oh my God, like that fucking <laughs> so hard. And I still love Incubus, so. Oh, probably so. like, I'm gonna I'm go off Incubus. I loved fucking um, me, me in outer space. Mm. Won't you spend the night? Wait, what was it? Was that, um. Damn, what was it? Wait, Stellar. Oh, I loved. I feel like Stellar was my. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh my god, an astral romance. I feel like Incubus was all about astral romances. I was like, I was like a float. My heart would float into the sky. Yes, and I was like me, me in outer space. Yes. Um, I love that shit. Ugh, wow. Well, I loved talking to you, River. Yeah, I love talking to you too. I, I am also surprised we have a lot in common. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was also like brooding art girl that was failing horribly. Yeah. Doing drugs. (laughs) Yeah. Doing drugs, having crushes that could never be. Oh, my God. I was such a little romantic. I was like, I will die for you. Yeah. I was like, I will die for you, but I won't let you know. Yeah. I'm just going to be like, you're just going to feel a heavy vibe. (laughs) I mean, I've spoken about it before on this podcast, but I do say that like, the love that we felt in high school is like so specific and can yeah. never be recreated. It's like so powerful. It's truly like doing the purest of drugs because yeah. your world is so limited at the time. So everything is amplified yeah. to a thousand. Like yeah. I feel like that's still when I love. I mean, I feel like Every, I'm like anytime I've loved it's been like like well not anytime I've loved but that specific high school love like that first love the pure you just wanting to love yeah without like thinking of you know how they fucked you up right um is so for me it's always like nerve-wracking yeah like, I'm nervous and it I'm takes like, over your body yeah I and I'm like oh my god how am I even gonna touch you yeah like how am I, I want to do everything but I I don't know I feel so good to be around you um yeah I still feel like that when it happens no I I feel that I feel like frenzied in that way yeah. too and I think that like you know I still think love is so intense and like I intensely love Abe and I mm. but but I think it's that 
feeling of like not fully being damaged yet yeah or like stepping into love not being weary mm, i think mm-hmm. that there's like a desperation and a tenderness when you're young yeah and also you're still learning yourself mm-hmm. and also in that we most of the time when you're a teenager in love you have zero boundaries Oh, yeah. And like as we get older, hopefully we learn like boundaries and like what healthy love is like, what unhealthy love is like and all this shit that then like shapes our little fucking love brains. Yeah. You're like, I want to be with you all the time. Right. Every second of every day. I need to talk to you all the time. If I can't be with you, I'm fucking ruined. At lunch, we're just going to be next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I want to breathe into your face. (laughs) Yeah. I just just want you to be like, we're just... I want you to join my body. Uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I wrote so many letters. And you would trade them during lunch or trade them uh, in between classes. Oh, I love that. I love a letter. It's true I romance. still write letters. I'm like, that's a thing like every ex of mine has where I'm like, I, I'm like, it would be so funer- funny if like at my funeral, they all come with my love letters because I'm like, eat, there's so many, not so many, it's just specific people. I not, bet they're all really beautiful. Not actually a lot. Yeah, I mean they're uh, they're really like woo. When I write a love letter, they're so I'm like I never want to know what I said. <laughs> Please don't remind me. I'll feel yeah. I'm gonna feel different. I'm gonna feel different. Just do not remind me. I'm like I was thinking what I know. It's crazy. I was so in love with you. Love sick puppies over here. Oh, I love it though. I'm like, I love to go in like that. Yep, head first. Yeah, I'm like, whatever. Why not? YOLO, as the kids say. Yeah. River, where can everyone find you, listen to you, and take your work? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Pile of Tears, on Twitter at Pile of Tears. I think TikTok, the same thing. I don't really post there, but I have some things. And I used to have a website, but I don't now. And then you could sign up for my newsletter. We love a newsletter. We my, just were talking about letters. Yeah. On my Insta. Love to write to people. Um, still haven't sent the first one out yet because I'm lazy. Uh, and then I perform at the Gibney uh, Dance Center February 18th. Go and see them. Um, and that's in New York. That's in New York. Go see them. Um, I'm, but but I'm I'm doing uh, it's a live stream because of Omicron, uh, bummer. But in March, I think like April and on, I'll be performing live again a lot. Um, I'm performing in Germany in 2022 in September, like around September, I'll be. So I'll be in Europe, maybe doing a little tour with my band. All um, my Euro heads. All my Euro heads. Out there. <laughs> Gertie, Gertie, Gertie's. Gertie, Gertie's Euro, Euro heads. <laughs> um, we'll go and see them. Yeah. And everything. I put everything online. So just, we love the Internet. Yeah. Just get up online. Great. Wow, what another stunning episode of my absolutely perfect podcast. <laughs> it's amazing to be so good at As something. You look out and the to, yeah. It's amazing to be so good at something and to share it so freely with the world. <laughs> you know, Give me five stars, subscribe, tell your friends to subscribe. Leave me a nice review. As I always say, I don't like mean reviews, only nice ones. And, you know, thank you so much for listening this week. And as we say on Senior Superlatives, stay cool, never change. Until next time, ta-ta. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>